0: Welcome back to another episode of the Quantum Cast. I'm your host Ryan Keir, and in this episode, we will be looking at streaming companies, not on the side of Netflix and Disney Plus, but rather the side of Twitch in most of Western Europe, and you have in China two upcoming competitors to the international scene with Huya and Daoyu who've recently tried to merge and if this merger does go through they'll have control of roughly 80 percent of the relative market segment in china alone and they're expanding internationally as well huya has an international brand by the name of nemo tv and that is starting to grow in indonesia brazil malaysia and a couple other countries too that you haven't really heard much about the streaming game from to look at user numbers huya has 173 million monthly active users that was at the end of 2020 and daoyu has 194 million monthly active users so if you put those together and take away say 60 million which is roughly 20 percent for the sake of any overlap because you will have people that are signed up to both platforms that maybe use them every once in a while you'll still have at least 300 million monthly average users now the biggest competitor in the international market is twitch twitch many people have heard of, was bought out by Amazon for about a billion seven or so years ago, 2014, I believe. Now, at the moment, it's independently valued at roughly 15 billion US dollars. That's about 15 times of a price to sales ratio. Daoyu and Huya are about less than three each, which is quite nice. Now, Twitch has less than half of that total potential audience, of which Huya and you would have if they merge. So arguably, Huya and Douyu merging have to be worth much more than Twitch, just on a user valuation basis. Before we have a look at where Tencent, one of China's largest companies, has a link in all of this, let's first compare the financials of each company separately. So Huya has a beautiful financial situation. Revenues growing at a very impressive rate. Income, it's profitable. Net income, which is the measure used. In dollar terms in 2020, it had revenues of far over $1.58 billion. That's US dollars. In terms of net income, it made a profit of roughly $130 million, quite decent. And in 2022, they've got some nice expectations to roughly double that profit and revenues will be almost 50% higher as well. Very, very nice. In terms of an earnings multiple, it wouldn't exceed maybe 25x what it is currently and 2022's earnings right now it's probably at a 15 times forward price earnings ratio very healthy free cash flow everything looks good there as well and at the end of quarter one 2021 huya had 1.625 billion us dollars in cash alone this business is very well positioned now let's look at dalyu you on the other hand, has been struggling financially. If we look at revenues in 2020, similar to what Huya did, but 100 million less at 1.4 billion US dollars or so. Income in 2020, yes, they made 70 million dollars or so in profit. But the expectation for this coming year is a loss and the expectation for 2022 is only 115 million US dollars, which is half of the expectation for Huya on similar user base. In fact, Douyu has more users than Huya, but Huya seems to be monetizing them better. Why would Tencent advocate so aggressively for a merger between these two companies? If Huya is so blatantly placed in a better financial position than Douyu? Huya could eventually kill off Daoyu by the way the financials look. Well, here's the thing. Tencent have to act in their own interest. They have over a third stake in each of these companies, respectively. Huya, they own roughly, what is it, 36, 10%, something like that, third. And the same with you as well. If you merge these two businesses, as we said earlier, you can get roughly an 80% market segment control for the combined company. You don't need to compete to get the top streamers in the streaming space. You'll have access to over a billion users from Tencent's apps of WeChat and QQ. This is the way that Tencent can win big. You have one app for everything in China. And in some markets, this is also expanding as well. Say when you get an iPhone, it comes with all those apps involved. You go into an app and you have integrations. All of a sudden, life gets so much easier and they can select their own businesses to put in there rather than business partnerships. So buy the bigger streamers, put them in, give you choice, and no matter what you choose, they win. Another thing to consider is how can Huya and Daoyu, whether they merge or not, whether they're single companies or one combined larger one together, how can they compete with the likes of Twitch? Well, first of all, Huya has an international brand that's growing called Nemo TV, and they could launch separate spin-off brands as well. Maybe together with Daoyu, that could be a possible thing. In terms of how they monetize, Huya's business model is entirely different. Both Huya and you separately are completely different to Twitch. Twitch gets over 90% of its revenues, its total revenues, from advertising revenues. So you have ads, and then you have the stream begin. If you're looking at a live stream of gaming, anything esports related, lifestyle related, someone walking on the street with a GoPro, doing these, what they call IRL, in real life, streaming situations there are all sorts the way it works is when you're on twitch and you're about to watch someone's live stream you first have that advertised that advertised generates revenue for twitch twitch splits a certain percentage with these streamers i think it's based on per thousand views that are verified or whatever now huya's business model and values are completely different if you look at how huya makes this money over 90 percent of its revenues come from the sale of virtual items so say you like a streamer and you enjoy their content you want to give back to them or support your favorite streamer what you do is buy these little virtual items so they notice you or something like that you could buy i don't know something like with twitch they've got these bits and that only generates roughly 10% of their total revenue. With Huya and Daoyu, it's crazy. That is basically the only source. The reason why this model is so successful is that you don't isolate the smaller users, people that can't afford the more expensive bits because you have gifts ranging between one US cent, right, to $100 or more per item. These smaller, cheaper gifts can be sent together. They call them comboed, sent in multiples all together. And the bigger gifts can come with some special animation. Those gifts could be representing some form of emotion. So a thumbs up or a thumbs down or something. Or I don't know, rockets, for example, is one that Huya does as well. The broadcasters get 50% of those virtual gift revenues. The company keeps the other half. Unfortunately, there are some hidden costs. Now, Apple takes 30% of all those purchases on iOS. Google takes 30% on android and what happens is the streamers and the platform split the remaining section so just for context if you have one dollar being spent the platform of the app so apple or google or whatever takes 30 percent. that's 70 cents remaining half of it goes to the broadcaster that remains 35 cents that goes to the company That is over 90% of the business's revenue just from little items being sold like that. And I had a look myself. I went and saw somebody just eating food. I think there were hundreds of dollars being donated, tens of thousands of people watching. There was one esports related stream I was watching. I think almost a million people were just tuning in. I haven't seen that kind of engagement on Twitch and I'm more familiar with that than anything else. There's definitely something promising here. Huya and Daoyu are vulnerable in one clear way. If you haven't thought of it already, it's the fact that if people don't buy these virtual items, they're gonna have a problem. They rely on consistency there, and these forecasts are relatively consistent as well. So you need growing users, but not just that, you need growing paying users. Huya themselves have about 7.8 million paying users. I believe that's paying users a month and that's why the revenues have been relatively consistent and that's about 4.3 percent of their total monthly active user base which is okay it's not bad at all it's not something like 30 40 percent where if it drops drastically the business has a huge problem it four percent could rise to 13 percent and revenues could triple theoretically but that's that's not how it works 1% drops, 1% increases. It makes more sense this way. We've completely forgotten about competitors. The main competitor for both of these businesses, whether they merge or not, is Billy Billy. Here's the funny thing Billy Billy has 197 million monthly active users. But the difference between Billy Billy and these businesses we mentioned, Huya and Daoyu, is that Billy Billy operates more in an anime niche so they're more on the side of a competitor to say Netflix or a competitor to iQIYI, which is another business that is owned by Baidu to try and take on the video streaming market the difference between Huya and Daoyu and Bilibili is that they're more focused on live streaming the fact that somebody could eat food and live stream it and somehow make money for both parties doing so eSports which is the main main focus the rise of influences and with the growing population and the size of which china's population is as well not only targeting the domestic audience but going abroad creates a huge opportunity for both huya and daoyu now i prefer huya over daoyu and i think huya is worth a couple times over daoyu not the roughly 3.6 billion six billion dollar valuation that it has now and daoyu has about point. 4 billion dollars of a market cap. So if the merger doesn't go through, I'd be more inclined buying Huya as opposed to buying you. That's just my thoughts. I think there's a huge influence of the major shareholder coming into play here for this merger because you wouldn't merge two businesses that are clear competitors and one being the clear winner over the other unless it benefits you to do so. And it risks you losing your entire investment in the other if one becomes a clear dominant winner. In the case of Huya being dominant over you what happens to Douyu? That is one issue. And you win by merging these businesses. The only problem is, is if you're a shareholder in one of these businesses, you might not make as much returns as you would if they were left alone. Say Huya was left to thrive. It could be worth three or four times what it is now. I mean, it's trading at a, times price to sales ratio let's just assume around 8 roughly triple where it is now maybe even 10 i mean billy billy has 15.2 that's just for some context and billy billy is in an anime niche with huya they stream everything you can stream whatever they don't have rights to say these tv shows or anime series like billy billy would have but they have more of an audience and that means their business won't die if there's a shift in trend, a shift in preferences for the consumer. So what are my thoughts? If I was a shareholder of Huya, I would prefer this merger not to go through because it's unlikely that you'll get those shareholder returns if you've been holding for so many years. They merge. You now need a business worth, say, $6 billion to double as opposed to a business worth $3.6 billion with quality assets to maybe triple kind of thing to get the same form of valuation huya could take the whole market on their own if they really wanted to because of that influence of tencent plus the benefit of if tencent removes streaming rights for many of its games for example its mobile apps or whatever it does own a lot of games it's a huge company for any other platform besides daoyu and huya then the whole business becomes many multiples more valuable It becomes the one-stop shop for streaming of all of those games. And Tencent has some of the most popular games across the Chinese market and beyond as well. They own Fortnite. They own, what else do they own? They they own Clash of Clans, Clash Royale. There are so many names that uh, we could mention. Share prices of both Huya and Daoyu have been off quite significantly. And this is not just a direct result of a sell-off in emerging market stocks since the huge rally in January. You saw Huya being worth in excess of $30 a share now, it's about $15. And that's tending towards its all-time lows, which isn't something you'd expect given its healthy financial position. Dowu shares have been drifting as well. This merger has been agreed, but it hasn't been signed off by the regulators. And that was supposed to happen towards the end of the first half of this year. It's the 5th of June, 2021 right now. So we've heard nothing we're hearing rumors that it might not even happen. I think personally it might not happen because this is a clear duopoly. If regulators want to maintain some form of reputation, you probably don't let this go through. But it does benefit all parties if you do let it go through. It creates a giant, a huge competitor to take on Twitch. In fact, Twitch really has nothing on these guys if they merge, in my opinion. That's really all we can talk about Huya and you. Let's see what happens. Maybe we'll give an update soon. But that's been another episode of the Quantum Cast. I've been your host, Ryan Keogh. Until next time.